Welcome to On the Way with Tony Chris. Each weekday, Dr. Chris will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 165. Well, it's Christmas week. This week, we celebrate the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, 100% God, 100% man, walking the earth, fulfilling the will of God to the very letter, and then dying as a substitute for our sins outside the city walls of Jerusalem at a place called Calvaria in Latin, Golgotha in Aramaic and Hebrew. Yes, this is the week that we celebrate his birth. And I've been talking with you about that and how God prepared the world for the coming of Jesus. But what I want to do this week is focus in on the Lord Jesus, our relationship to him and our relationship to others. Because honestly, if While on this earth, our relationship with God doesn't affect our walk with Him, which will eventually affect our walk with others, then we may have missed it altogether. When we talk about a personal relationship with Jesus, we need to understand that there is a difference between a personal relationship. That means it's between you and God, and you have to settle it with God yourself. You have a personal responsibility to God to repent of your sins to call upon the name of the Lord, place your trust, your faith, your commitment in Him. But it is not private. There's a difference between something being personal and something being private. Our relationship with Jesus is never to be private. It will affect us. It will affect the way that we live, the way that we talk, the way that we think, the way that we move, the way that we dream, the way that we have vision and purpose for life. Our relationship with Jesus, even though it's personal, is never private. It affects us, and it affects us. It affects other people. And the Apostle Paul talked about that in the book of Second Corinthians, his second letter to the church at Corinth. Actually, it was more like his third letter because one letter, a sorrowful letter, was never recorded, never placed in the New Testament canon. But I want to begin reading at Second Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 3. And just listen as I read and see if a word pops out to you. It's mentioned ten times within just these few verses. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. Now, if we are afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effective for enduring the same sufferings which we also suffer. For if we are comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope for you is steadfast, because we know that as you are partakers of the sufferings, so also you will be partaker of the consolation." Well, it's obvious that not only one word, but a couple of words stand out. One is the word comfort, consolation. 
is actually used in two different ways. It's used in the noun form, paraklesis, and then it's used in the verb form, parakleo. And the two go hand in hand. They come from the same root. Parakleo means called alongside or to call one alongside of another. Para means beside of. It's a very common preposition in Koine Greek. And then kaleo means to call. So you put them together. Parakleo means call to one side or to call to someone else. And the idea there is counsel, comfort, encouragement, advocacy. That's the concept behind that. And then the word paraklesis is the noun form of that, and that talks about it as the subject and the person of comfort uh, themselves. And so as we go through this, I want you to notice a contrast, and I'm going to go through if I can and just help you to understand this concept a little bit better. But I want to start off by saying in verse 3, the word blessed sometimes in the South, we really mess up on this because we talk about blessing someone's heart and we usually say that just before we tear their heads off or before we tear them down. Often we're going to make fun of someone so we try to justify it by showing pity and so we say bless their heart, they're so ugly. Bless their heart, they're so weak. Bless their heart, they are and you fill in the blank. That's not what I'm talking about. Neither am I talking about the way that we use the word bless when we talk about blessing someone out. That's synonymous in the South with cursing someone. Well, I bless them out, quote, end quote. We give blessing a bad name. The word in the Greek text is the word eulogetos or eulogetes, depending upon the context. You've heard that word. You know it. It's a transliterated right over into our English language, and it is the word eulogetas. And if we soften that G, it would be eulogetas. With the tas on the ending is simply an inflected form in the Greek text, and so we just say eulogy. Eulogia. And so you, that little prefix, you, is the word for well or good. It's a prefix that when it's attached to anything means good or well. And logos or logia. It is the word to speak or to say or the word for word in the noun form, logos. You put the two together, eulogy, it means to say something good about someone, to speak highly of someone, to speak well of someone. Now, let me ask you, when do you usually hear someone eulogized? Well, you know as well as I do, that's usually at a funeral in a, quote, celebration of life, end quote. Isn't it amazing that we wait till after someone is dead before we say something good about them and encourage them? God help us. You and I, as followers of Jesus, are sons of encouragement. Our names should be called Barnabas, and it's exactly what God wants us to do. He wants us to be encouragers. He wants us who have the Spirit of God, those of us who have the Spirit of God living in our hearts, who is the parakletos, who is the paraklesis. He has come to live in our hearts. And because we are comforted, we need to turn around and comfort others because we're the only ones that have the answer. Yes, we are the only ones that have the answer. You see, 
modification of behavior can be dealt out through formulas and through exercises and so forth. This is what happens in psychology and psychiatry through medication or through different thought processes. Modification of behavior can be accomplished in most cases. But let me tell you, to modify someone's behavior is not the same thing as changing their heart. You see, only God can do that. He is the God of regeneration, and he awakens us to see the glorious light and the glorious way, the wonderful way, the amazing way of Jesus. Jesus comes into the life in the person of the Holy Spirit and lives within us, and he changes us from within, not modification of behavior from without, because that will come and go, but heart change is forever. And so the Bible says you and I are to bless God and to say good things about God, not only with our words, but with our lives. And so that's why he says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he is the Father of mercies. Now, the word here is the word pity. It's the word for compassion. It's translated mercy. It's translated grace on occasion in Koine Greek. But in the Bible, it's the word compassion. It's the word mercies. It's the word pity. God looks down from heaven. He pities us. He has mercy on us. Don't ever forget the definition that I gave to you. Simple as it is, it's easy to remember. Grace is all that God does for us in Jesus Christ that we do not deserve. But on the other hand, mercy is all that God withholds from us because of his dear son, Jesus, that we do deserve. And what God is saying is that he is the father of pity. He is the father of mercies. He's the one who looks down and says, I know what they deserve. I know they're getting what they deserve by being crushed, but I love them so I want to reach down and help them and comfort them and to go along beside of them and encourage them and put my arm around them and be an advocate for them. This is what God does for us. And the reason I'm telling you this and going to stop now for today is this. During this Christmas week, could you and I look around and look at other people through the eyes of Jesus? And when you see people hurting, would you reach out in Jesus' name, not just in your own name? Don't do something for someone in Jesus' name and then never tell them you're doing it in Jesus' name. Let them know that the reason you love them, the reason you care for them, the reason you are encouraging them is because Jesus the Lord of heaven has encouraged you. Don't be ashamed to say, listen, I'm a follower of Jesus, and that's the reason I'm doing this, not because I'm a great guy or a great gal. It's because of the love of God that's been shed abroad in my heart. And if you do that, I promise you, if you'll find someone that is hurting someone during this Christmas week, and we'll talk about that this week. There's a lot of people hurting. You don't have to look very far. Look within your own home, your own family, your own relatives, and look at those people that you work with at work, and I promise you, you'll find some people that are hurting. Oh, they may look good on the outside, may not, but they may have put on a great face. God knows their heart. If God presses upon your heart to encourage someone, would you do that in Jesus' name? For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. 
That's questions at TonyCRISP.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.